Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. All right, Taylor, since we get to kind of pick your brain a little bit, because yes. you don't spend very much time with us and you're you're not going to spend very much time with us because <laughs> no. you're way more important for other things. I don't know about that. He's going to be here for three hours today. I know. And, <laughs> and three hours tomorrow. No, Garrett. Uh, oh, Garrett's in tomorrow? Garrett's in tomorrow. Oh, uh, never mind, Taylor. We're only I'm getting three to hours. three tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Garrett. Garrett's with us tomorrow. <laughs> you, we, I, you t- we talk about educators. I mean, we got yeah. We got Dr. Beatles here. Soon okay. Me. We got Dr. Beatles, and we got Superintendent Loft coming in. That's right. Uh, tomorrow. He's uh, the number two daddy rabbit over at uh, 50th in Indiana, but he'll be the head no. daddy rabbit of some school district soon. Taylor, no spelling questions. Okay. <laughs> okay. We're not taking them. That, yeah. That's great. We're just going to look at you he's like English you're crazy. crazy. You know, here's something. Can you help me with this? Okay. Maybe. No, if, if you can't, then friendship has made a bad decision. Okay. <laughs> so, I, I sometimes really struggle, especially with people that um, are of your ilk. Okay. okay. Highly educated. Right. And uh, or people that are in our industry and um, and write professionally for a living. Like, if it, I'm very careful when I send Dickens a text or an email. I want it to be all grammatically correct right. because he's an editor. Yeah, he's right. he's very much you know on top of those things, and he would probably point out any kind of egregious error that I would make. But this whole use of the word there sometimes just really really. <laughs> The, the, makes me think the different spellings yeah yeah the t-h-e-i-r right. t-h-e-r-e t-h-e-y posture re that one i get they are got right. it yeah the there and the there the those two there's sometimes just i really have to think sometimes <laughs> do you have a simple rule on that i just i don't i don't know of a rule i just i just know the difference the the e-r-e is mm. like a place mm-hmm. like you're pointing there okay the mm-hmm. and right and any kind of possession mm-hmm. is the ei and that's oh, okay. just like that's how like, i remember it <clears throat> like joey mcguire would say over there to his offensive lineman okay right. t-h-e-r-e e-r-e right and if he said <clears throat> i uh, have their back i have their, their backs, backs. Yeah, yeah i have their back I've got the quarterbacks back. Yeah. I've got their back. T-H-E-I-R. All of them. T-H-E-I-R. Yeah. Right. right. Got it. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Uh, Yates Flooring Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It's presented by Happy State Bank. Look forward to uh, hearing from you on that this morning. You, many of you have uh, weighed in and will uh, take everything under advisement this morning. So go to uh, the Yates Flooring Center chat line and participate as best you can at... Uh, 645, like I said, this day in sports history. All right. Are you an NFL fan? Yeah. Big NFL fan. Um, Is it appointment television for you on Sunday? Yes. Okay. All right. Would you rather go to a high school game, college game, or an NFL game? I think it depends on the game. Really? Yeah. I don't have – I can't just – I don't have a blanket rule for that. Okay. Um, Like, I would rather go to a tech game than any of the games. Um, Okay. Or like a, you know, the – big rivalry game in college football or just a big game you know mm-hmm. like like last year clemson and georgia played like that's not necessarily a rivalry but mm-hmm. i want to go to that game what makes you go out to a friday night football game uh teams that i want to see uh you know if i have a friend coaching um or it's just like i've heard this guy does some you know has some cool stuff that mm-hmm. he does because that's how football i mean things start at the high school level and they trickle up 
not down like a lot of sports do. Has, so. um, is it required attendance for you to go to the friendship game? It's not required, but I like to go to the games of where I'm teaching. Is it highly encouraged? Uh, it, it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, do you get a memo from the principal going, hey, Just, we've got a football game tonight yes. at the Tiger Stadium. It's at 7 o'clock. Yes. And uh, it, I look forward to seeing you. Yeah, and what's not, I mean, the football games, what's nice about going to those is if you have a kid in your, if you have kids in your class who are in the band, the mm -hmm. dance team, cheer, whatever, you see, you, you sure, can, it's you a one-stop shop. Yeah. yeah, for all, for all. So, but yeah, they're a good time, and and my wife still likes going too. So it's it's fun to go out there. How about your darling daughter? She will probably enjoy it now. It's she's loud gonna, noises, shiny things. So she's just, she's all in. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, Cowboys, or do you have somebody else that's your team? Cowboys. Cowboys, your team. Unfortunately, how do you feel? Bad. What concerns you? Everything. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The, when uh, you when you hear Jerry Jones say that uh, basically we've got to make a significant run or be really relevant in the playoffs right. or something along those lines what what defines that because they have not uh they have not been into the um you know nsc championship game or the super bowl in like 26 years every team except for the cowboys lions and now commanders have been to multiple nfc championship games since the cowboys were last in one multiple multiple and so that, but I do agree that that should be the goal. The, the goal we, to get to the NFC Championship. Yeah, which game? is which you know, as a Cowboys fan, is probably sad. Like it's not just let's win the Super Bowl, let's get to the Super Bowl, just get to the championship game. But what's weird to me and why I'm very frustrated is you, you, you know, everything basically went right last year. You were pretty healthy mm -hmm. as a, as a team, twelve and five. Yeah, you had a good record. You had a, a home playoff game in which you were favored, and yet you lost. And then you basically get worse. You lose your second best defensive lineman. You lose your I in my opinion, your best receiver for nothing. You know, a fifth a fifth round like now. Amari you, Cooper. Yeah, you lose Amari Cooper. You lose that, Randy Gregory. Yeah. And now you you know you You spent all this time to get him rehabbed. You yeah, spent all this time yeah, exactly. with him on the and suspended list. And then you for whatever reason you couldn't come to agreement on that one last thing. Now I there's a part of me that feels like Randy Gregory owed the Cowboys. Maybe. Something there. Yes, there's there's an argument for, for you know that. because they were awfully awfully patient for him yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah, and then you all. I mean, you also lose. I mean, my mileage varied with Lyle Collins, but he was your starting left tackle, and he was at least a league average starting left tackle. Now he is. He was also a knucklehead trying to bribe a <laughs> a drug tester. For the NFL may not have mm -hmm. been the smartest idea, but is Terrence Steele going to start this year? Yeah, I don't. That's a that's an excellent. He might. I think that's Does that concern you if he's starting? He uh, did improve a lot. He last, did. He was much I mean, better. He, he made significant improvement. It wasn't a much. It wasn't the Olay that we saw his, his rookie year when yes. he was basically forced into it. I mean, yeah. he, we're talking about a guy who basically signed with the Cowboys and you thought, oh, that'll be nice for him to go and get some experience. Yeah. Then he ends up having to start. I mean, it would have been like last year. T.J. Vasher signs a deal with the the Cowboys, and, and you know he's on the practice squad. He kind of gets to build his body up, and now they're saying he may factor in. But yeah, T yeah. Um, I just Steel feel like right that. Away. I just feel like that is such fool's gold <clears throat> with T.J. Vasher because we 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 heard a comment from we had a comment comment from uh, uh, Mike McCarthy about uh, T.J. Vasher going. 
man, he's spectacular making these catches, but he's got to make the, the easy ones right, too. And that's always oh my been. God, we've been saying that for <laughs> five years. Yes, that is that has always been the problem. If he could do that for one year, he'll probably earn himself. If he can make the easy and the hard catches, he'll earn himself some money. That's for sure. But that's uh, the problem. Yes, but he yeah, can't they, make the easy catches. Yes, and that's why I'm frustrated with the Cowboys. Is you know Jerry Jones? They do the state of the team address with him and Stephen and Mike McCarthy, and they're talking about we're in a better place now than we were last year. Our expectations are high, and it's like how can you possibly say? that you're mm-hmm. in a better position when you have lost at so much at every level um it, it, you know, on both sides of the ball because and that's what i kind of went on a rant the other day because in my opinion the, the nfc east is bad but you probably have the best quarterback and the best defensive player in michael parsons and yet i don't think you're gonna win the division and that's just that's that tells you how bad you are at team building Putting a roster together, and I am, and even worse, coaching wise, I don't have a problem with Mike McCarthy. I know a lot of people do, yeah, but I, do. I think Kellen Moore is bad, like actively bad, and and that's why the offensive line worries me <laughs> because you need an offensive coordinator, which is why I'm I'm bullish on Zach Kittley because I think Kittley can scheme around a, a maybe a below average offensive line. I don't mm-hmm. have faith that Kellen Moore can. That's Taylor Beatles. He's in for Jamie Lint. Jeff McGuire's here. I'm Chuck Hines. Nice to have you with us this morning. This day in sports history is next on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T, 97.3. Uh, yes or no, Mike McCarthy will coach the whole season? Yes. Okay, I say no. I, I, don't, I don't think he makes it to the Green Bay game. Wow. I just don't think that's in Jerry's makeup. We saw how long he let Jason Garrett kind of flounder. So I understand. Yeah. But, I mean, it just it feels like a bad fit. It feels like the Cowboys... Yes. Feels like the Cowboys are just waiting for Sean Payton to yes, get ready. That's the yeah. That's I what agree it feels like to me. I agree with that. Okay. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. Time for this day in sports history. Today is the twenty eighth day of July, twenty twenty two, and uh, I'll give you what we missed from yesterday, which was again completely my fault. Go for it. After you're done. No, go ahead. Oh. We'll do yesterday first. Okay, so yesterday first. Yesterday on in history for us personally was our thirteenth anniversary for Double T ninety seven three. Oh wow. And I'm gonna I go had, put that on my calendar. And I had oh. the I had the guy here with me yesterday because Chris Sneed sat in the captain's chair. Mm-hmm. And he was the he was the guy that uttered the first words. So really, I blame him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, he was I, Neil Armstrong. <laughs> he was our Neil Armstrong. I, I I'm mean, gonna Gus, go put that. Gus sat next to him. Okay. And Sneed was the first one to utter words on Double T, ninety-seven-three. I'm gonna add that to my birthday calendar. Okay. That's a good that idea. I've got but all the Red Raiders epic, on. Epic, epic and fail. Because it changed it. It truly, it truly changed our lives. And when I when I tell people. I'm in year 40 of working at a radio station. Mm-hmm. That that happened a week ago. I started year 40. Okay. And 09? Yeah, 09. Yeah, 09. Yep. Year year I start year 40 and when I talk to people or people ask me, you know, okay, or when they ask me or if they were to ask me, what's the most significant thing that ever happened? Mm-hmm. And I would tell you the day that we as a company got the rights to Texas Tech still gives me goosebumps makes me shake puts a quiver in my voice right. it was just the absolute single most greatest thing that ever happened to our company right without a doubt yeah um and you know i was the guy that took the phone call that said we've chosen you mm-hmm. and 
so that that moment uh, is is forever in my brain, and uh, as the single greatest moment that all of us, because it was a group effort, yeah, for us to achieve that, and uh, it, you know, for us, it 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 changed our lives, yeah, and it was the most significant thing. What year ever. was that? That was that was two thousand nine. That was in two thousand nine. So it was about uh, April of two thousand and nine, okay. and then we launched the station in July of oh, two thousand. Okay. So it took us, but it took us time to get yeah. it ramped up there. Right. So anyway, so anyway, so we I will have it. that next year. We missed it. We missed it. It's, and again, it's my fault. And I had I thought about it at one point because like I need to check that date, and then I saw something later in the day, and it's like, oh, damn. got distracted damn. by a bumblebee. It happened. I did get distracted. <laughs> All right, so. 1929. Chicago Cardinals become the first NFL team to train outside of their state. Where, oh, they go to Wisconsin? No, they went to Michigan. Hmm. So, you know, really avoiding that summer heat. <laughs> 1933 NFL divides into two five-team divisions. Two five-team divisions. 1957 White Sox James Landis strikes out five times. In wow. A game. That's my team. Nineteen seventy nine, Dave Kingman becomes the sixth to have a second three homer game. He's playing for the Cubs in that uh time period. Seventy nine. I don't know if, if he was with the Cubs there or not. Um that sounds right, but I don't know for sure. Man, he lit he hit a lot of home runs uh out to uh that little fire station across the street from Wrigley Field. Nineteen eighty nine Braves Dale Murphy hits two three run home runs in an inning. He's the 14th man to hit two homers in a, in the same inning. Also ties a record of six RBI in an inning. Took a couple of Jimmy Jacks there. Yeah. yeah. 1991, Dennis Martinez pitches the 13th perfect game in baseball history. 1993, Mariners Ken Griffey Jr. is the third to hit home runs in eight straight games. Wow. What, what hurt him more, being hurt or being in Seattle? Being hurt. Yeah, yeah, because he was in Cincinnati for right. a while, mm -hmm. and he was hurt almost all of that. Yeah, Kingman played for the Cubs There's, in '79. I just, I y'all may know this is more baseball guys than me. The Reds are still paying him. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. That's wild. That's uh, why it's better to be a baseball player than to be a football player. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, unless the, you're a quarterback. Absolutely. 1994, even... Kenny Rogers from the Texas Rangers throws the only perfect game in franchise history against the California Angels. It would be overshadowed by the news from Major League Baseball, though, because the baseball players decide to strike mm -hmm. on August 12th, 1994. Mm -hmm. I'm curious if anybody in the listening audience this morning uh, was at that game. And in 2002, the 89th Tour de France, Lance Armstrong did not win. <laughs> That's the note. <laughs> yeah, well, then, I'm just saying he did not win that one. Forget what you have heard. <laughs> it is National Milk Chocolate Day and National Hamburger Day. Ooh, love yeah. love the milk chocolate. Uh, always loved it when um, you had the little plastic bags, you know, in, in uh, junior high or high school, mm -hmm. and the chocolate milk was available. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm still Billy Bitter about the uh, Lion's uh, pancake breakfast not having chocolate milk. Yeah, I, guess I didn't even think about that. That's true. That I've is, been I've been campaigning for that yeah, for that would be that would be big time a, a long time yeah have not been able to get that done. Happy birthday, former Red Raider Kevin Curtis turns oh, forty two nice. today. He was a Coronado guy. Yes, he he's about to be in the Hall of Fame, right? Tech Hall of Fame, yeah, Tech mm -hmm. Hall of Fame, yeah, because yeah. he's the uh, he's at Mississippi State. 
No, Baylor. Baylor. He's Baylor. a Baylor. Yeah. Dana White from the uh, UFC is 53. Ryan Tannehill, 35. Menu Ginobili, 46. Uh, Great Dick, lefty. Dick Ebersol, 76. And one of Chuck's favorites. Vita Blue turned 73 today. <laughs> you know, I, I really want to say something to you, but it would get me fired. And I, I, I'm not quite ready to do that yet. Not quite. <laughs> is no. he or is he not one of your favorites? He's not one of my favorites. He's not one of my favorites. Okay, I did not th- like I, Then I apologize. Yeah. I mean, I remember... I, I actually went to an A's-Royals game, when he, one of his best years, when he was like, I don't know, when he was just flame-throwing darts. But then he became a shell of his former self when he played for the Royals. But no, I don't like him. I didn't know who that was, so I Googled it. And uh, he's uh, the, like he's in A's uniform. On mm-hmm. Those old A's uniforms, this is off topic, those old A's uniforms are great. He had the white kangaroo shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why I see that here. And in history today, I should talk about the 14th Amendment being added to the Constitution, granting citizenship to all persons born or naturalized in the United States, including formerly enslaved people in 1868. But in 1978, National Lampoon's Animal House, mm. a movie spoof about the 1960s college fraternities mm. starring John Belushi opens... In U.S. theaters. <laughs> I saw it in the theater when it opened. There you go. And that's this day in sports history. That was, it was epic. Epic, epic that stuff. That drunken stupid is no way to go. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> can we have a little bit of that today? That drunken stupid? Or uh, I mean, no, I'm already fat some, and, dun- no, and stupid. Can we have, can, can I can we, go get some whiskey. Can we have a little, can we have a little <laughs> over? You say it's over? Was it over uh, when the well, Germans were Germans Pearl, Pearl Harbor? I think yeah. I can squeeze that. Can we get can we get some of that? Can we get a can we get a little what kind of man hits a defenseless animal? <laughs> I like it. You know? Mr. Blutarski, 0.0. <laughs> you know? Uh, Again, it really should be talking about the 14th Amendment. No. But... I think more people can relate to Animal House. Uh, I don't know. One, Man, is a, a, one is a much bigger deal. Slight, maybe. <laughs> Up for debate. <laughs> I think I can say this at 6.53. Can I just massage your thigh while we eat? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Hmm? Yeah, there's no quotes hmm? like that in the 14th Amendment. I watched the little Caddyshack yesterday. Hmm? 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 Anyway, uh, if you have a favorite line from Animal House that you would like to uh, to hear this morning, maybe send it to yes, us. Yes, <laughs> please do. They can try text more stuff than we can say. Well, I mean, it was a it was a relatively clean movie. I mean, it wasn't uh, uh, it wasn't except for half of it. Well, no, no, no. I mean, the language wasn't just terrible. No, the language wasn't bad. The right. language wasn't terrible. I mean, there were the acts. There not were, so great. <laughs> there are a couple of you know a couple of scenes of you know you know the sorority house and things along those lines, were you know probably not uh, not fit for daytime television. Right. But yeah. you know it is kind of is what it is. Um, Carmine DePasto was the uh, was the mayor of that, uh, and when uh, when they had the big parade, Dean Vernon Wormer, Mister Mayor, he says. The streets of favor are yours. That's what the Carmine DePasto said to uh, Dean Vernon Wormer. Carmine DePasto. Double secret probation. Double secret probation. I watched a I watched a movie where uh, Dean Vernon Wormer was on 
And he was like, oh, it was uh, Dirty Harry. The first Dirty Harry. Oh, Dean, he's the commissioner, isn't he? Dean Vernon Wormer yep. is the commissioner, yeah. And it was just like, I just couldn't get Dean Vernon Wormer out of my out of my head when yeah. I was watching uh, Dirty Harry. Yeah, that would be tough. All right. Getting you up and getting your sports day started. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. It is the Morning Drive on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com with Taylor Beatles, who's in for Jamie Lent. Jeff McGuire's here. I'm Chuck Hines, your humble host, just uh, trying to help you uh, get through the morning this morning. It is uh, Thursday. So, uh, you know, yesterday was the day the work gets done. I got a lot of work done yesterday. Um, but hopeful that uh, can make some progress today on some things and uh, have a relatively uh, skate-free, easy Friday, although it is the last day of the month tomorrow. So that requires some extra attention on my part. Yeah. So that so that you becomes... don't just do work on Wednesday is what you're saying. You have to do work. No, I mean right. You got <laughs> Taylor's work. new. He doesn't know. <laughs> okay. So here's the, here's how it works, Taylor. Okay. okay? So <clears throat> Monday you're coming off the weekend. Tuesday kind of sluggish from the weekend. Wednesday you figure okay, I got to get something done today. Right, so that's right. the day the work gets done right. because Thursday you're looking forward to the weekend right. and Friday it is the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Sense. So Wednesday is the day the work gets. Done. Yeah. There's there's lots of things that Taylor doesn't know yet, so he needs some. <laughs> we got to explain some things. Yeah, right? uh, like the rules for life. The rules for life. We got the rules for life. Uh, there's I'm up to fourteen now. Okay, we have fourteen. Yeah, fourteen. We, we added a new one. Uh, I think I like in the last. No, 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 month? no, 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 no. That's it's just it's it's been there. It's you were aware. Okay. Uh, another quote from Animal House: "You're all worthless and weak." <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, straight to the point that's what our bosses say to me every my 17 that i have here at this place yeah right. every day you're worthless and weak just a little motivation yeah what, what we haven't told chuck is there's only like 10 people that work here <laughs> and i work for every one of them right of course i did have a i did have probably one of the most motivating things i had committed an egregious error okay i was a young salesperson on-air guy and i had i had committed an egregious error um but I didn't. I thought I was okay. I thought I was. I thought, I thought no decision meant that the decision was okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thought that no decision meant the decision was okay. And in the defense of me, I was actually doing a customer a favor. But that was kind of lost in the translation yeah. because of some other egregiousness that took place <laughs> that I did. But I will never forget uh, the very first guy I worked for, who looked at me on a Monday morning at about ten o'clock. And said to me these words, how bad do you want to work here? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I, I said in my high-pitched voice, real bad. <laughs> said, Get out there and sell something. I'm like, I didn't come back the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that's okay, fair. Whatever I need to do, yes, wherever I need I to go, it. it ain't here. Yeah. It, it's not on 7th Street. It needs, I need to go somewhere else. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, so Taylor's here. We're going to pick his brain about Texas Tech football. Is there one part of this team... Um, or maybe let me ask it this way. Okay. What's the most excited part of this team as you, as we come into the season that, that you are like, man, I am pumped to see this position group play secondary. Okay. Um, which feels weird to say as a Texas tech fan, uh, but I really like the depth there. Uh, I think not only is there depth, but there's also top end talent, which I think there hasn't been too many years in the recent history where we've had the both the depth and especially the top end talent. Um, you know, there's there's probably eight guys who I'd be comfortable with starting 
And that I just can't remember the last time I've said that. So I'm excited about the secondary. And um, I'm also excited about the receivers. Even though there's not there's not your Eric Izukama. Or Michael Crabtree or Danny right. Amendola or Wes Welker. Yes, or, but I do think Miles Price is one of those guys. Miles Price is really good. Um, and I think he showed that last, last season. Um, but you do need some guys to step up. What I like is you have options. It's not like... You know, if, if Trey Cleveland doesn't step up, we're screwed. Or if Dra- uh, Dran Bradley doesn't step up, we're screwed. It's You have Trey Cleveland, Dran Bradley, Loke Fungi, uh, J.J. Sparkman, Brady Boyd. You have a bunch of options, and that's not even mentioning Mason Tharp and Baylor Cup, your tight ends. And I'm including them in kind of your, your pass catchers. And so I am I'm, really – I'm excited about those guys. I am uh, probably over-the-top high on Mason Tharp. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I think you should be. I think I think that's totally fair. Well, but will the other guy, Cup, will he be the he'll be the main attraction this year for the I quarterback? I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, he's on the he's on the John Mackey uh, list. He is, but that's there's a lot of name and reputation involved okay. there. Uh, I mean, he was the the top tight end in his class. Um, but I mean, Mason Tharp is the real deal. Can the, he? Can can Cup teach Tharp what he really needs to learn? That some of that on-field stuff, some of that well, the, I mean, leadership stuff, some of that. Tharp's played. To, Tharp's played more than Cup has. I mean, because just because Cup's Cup's been his, injured. Yeah, I mean, his whole history at A and M is just injury after injury. The okay. one thing that that Cup could show or could kind of help, yeah, is blocking. And I and I'm not <laughs> kind of important for a tight end. It is. Well, it gets less kind important. Of. Yes, kind um, of. But what. I mean, Tharp is so tall. I know. I think it's. I think it would be difficult for him to do the some of the necessary uh, things you need to do uh, to block. But there are. I mean, you can chip. You can. You can kind of. Uh, you. You know. You can. You can do some things to help without necessarily being. You know. You're not. You know. Leading up into the a gap, things like that. And that's what. That's what a guy like Henry Teeter is. I mean, he's basically a fullback. He, but he's listed as a tight end. And if you want that fullback look, I think you'll see Teeter back there and maybe Baylor Cup. But I do – I like the – they're not necessarily, you know, thunder and lightning or yin and yang with your two tight ends. They're mm-hmm. both similar, All, but you would say Baylor Cup may be more of a blocking type guy, maybe, you know, a little sturdier. And mm-hmm. Mason Tharp is like a red zone target, a better receiver. Um, so I think you have you, – you have – and I think that Henry Teeter even has a role. So you've got several tight ends that you can rely on. And I'm, I am interested to see how Kitley uses them because he didn't use a lot of tight ends. I take that. he he Before his tight end at Western Kentucky got hurt, he used the tight end. And then it, his, his tight end got hurt, and then he, he adapted and changed the way he did some things, and he didn't need one anymore. So it'll be interesting to see now that he has the options how he uses them. Uh, the Chiefs had a guy way, way back in the day, uh, a guy by the name of Morris Stroud. Okay. Morris Stroud was 6'10". Oh, wow. Okay? He was 6'10". He was 6'10". Yeah. And um, he, they, there's an NFL rule uh, because of him, because back in the day when the goalposts were on the on the goal line, You're right. Okay. Morris Stroud would line up right in front of the goalposts. <laughs> And and swat away a ball. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. And so you can't do no more goaltending in the National <laughs> right. Football League, and it's because of Morris Stroud, right. who was number eighty-eight. But he, but that's who Mason Tharp reminds me of, mm-hmm. just from the standpoint that he's so big, and and he's 
I don't know if he's got great hands or not. It it appears that he's got pretty good hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he might be a guy that make great catches, but we need him to make routine ones too. But the blocking yeah. probably is probably the where you kind of check the box and go uh, requires improvement there. Yeah, I have not seen anything about his his pass catching ability that worries me. It's mm-hmm. to me, it's not a TJ Vasher thing. I think he's he just hasn't had a ton of opportunity. Um, but it's easy to scheme wins for a tight end, in my opinion, both blocking and receiving, um, because a lot of times when a tight end's blocking, it's not. This guy lined up across from me. I'm going to block him. It's help your tackle. It's you know run across the formation and just blow up the first guy you see who's not expecting it. There, is there he are more different of a, ways to do it. Does, is, is, does he compare to Jason Morrow, or is Jason just completely different than what he was doing? They are. They compare, yes, but I do think they're different. They have different strengths. Like I, I, Jace to me was more of like just an athletic freak. And that's not to say Tharp isn't athletic. He is. I mean, he can. He he's a, like a really good basketball mm-hmm. player. But I'm not sure he has his size is kind of his skill and his ability to move at that size. When Amaro was more, you know, normally sized for a tight end, but he was very athletic. For he was very physical at that time. too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Big plays and even bigger laps. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. So I asked this question yesterday. Okay. But I, I'm interested. I did not in, hear it. So yes. I did not hear the response or the question. Right. So it's, I'm interested it's new to me. In y'all's opinion on okay. this. So this past calendar year, mm-hmm. what is the single most impressive individual performance from a Texas Tech athlete in the past calendar year? Oh, my God. So like some, some candidates that I had was um, Clarence Nadoni home against Kansas. It's only 17 points, but I think if you watch that game, you realize how important he was, both offensively and defensively. Um, Bryson Williams at Kansas, even though that was a loss. Mm-hmm. and then, They should have won that game. Yes. And uh, my pick was Donovan Smith against Iowa State. He threw for 330 yards, three touchdowns. The one pick that he had was absolutely horrendous officiating decision. Um, and and beat a team that you could, you haven't been able to figure out in a decade, basically, um, and kind of figured them out. So that that would be my pick. which one? Which game was that for Smith? Uh, the Iowa State game. The Iowa State game. Yep. Oh, uh, I mean, you, if you're going to go to me, if you're looking at the Iowa State game, you're you're going Jonathan Garibay, sixty <laughs> three yard field goal. Yes. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I could hear, I could listen to that argument. You know, for I mean, sure. to me, if you're if you're like, and you know. I, this is crazy, but I think everybody in the stadium felt like he was going to make that kick. I did not, and I was there. So, so I was so there, and I had my side. I had my camera on him. <laughs> I had my little uh, my little phone, you know, and I because on the east side, yeah. I got a really good I got a really good look at it. I thought it was going to be returned for a touchdown for Iowa State. That's what I thought. Oh, you thought be, it was going to be a kind yeah, of a, pick, a kick six, a kick six. Huh? <laughs> yes, that's what I. That was what I figured was about to happen. Hmm. 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 There's probably some baseball ones I'm forgetting that I just that haven't registered. There was a there was a Josh Young, uh, there Kurt was a, Wilson against Texas. Those two games, yeah, yeah. but the, those aren't individual performances. Right, but that's it's, why it's a series. I wanted to put him on there, but neither one of those games were like he had incredible moments. I've right. got I've got a uh, I've got a terrific three okay. from uh, a Lady Raider game 
uh, yeah. playing at Texas. Mm-hmm. Vivian Gray goes 13 to 17 free throw line, scores 23 points. Yeah. Uh, Bree Scott goes uh, for 21. She shot 5 of 6, 9 of 10. And then Taylor Thomas had 13 rebounds mm-hmm. and 12 points in the Lady Raiders win uh, for the first time in Austin since 2013. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and and that was that was pretty pretty spectacular. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, to 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 me, to me, I'm going with um, I'm going with Garibay. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, he was on my long list, not the shortened okay. list. Jeff, this is not the right answer. Okay, but we've come but to expect that. It's sure, it's me. <laughs> um, but Austin McNamara versus West Virginia. And I know he's the punter. I was about to say, a punter. We have a punter but, and a kicker winning and, this. Well, the 62-yard <laughs> kick. I mean, that's how he gets on this list. But yes. He was absolutely a weapon in that game. Yeah, yeah. Like, there are punts. It just... I am so impressed with what he does. That yes. he's... You know, the the head and shoulders above the crowd. Yeah. It, the ball sounds different coming off mm-hmm. of his foot. Yeah. Than other punters we've had in the past. There's yeah. no doubt. I mean... and. and that was the game, like, we've seen it, and we're like, wow, that was a really cool punt. That was a really good punt. Mm-hmm. That's the w- first time I was in the press box and heard the opposing press be, oh. <laughs> and it's just that that moment of, no, no, that ball was crushed. Yeah. We've had that against us. Like, I think Hunter Dixon, yeah. the Texas punter, had a game a, a like very, that. Very, very similar feeling like, to that. What are we game? supposed to do with this? Yeah. Uh, the guy that sits in that chair about. 200 and well he's not here every day because he's with baseball but basically 230 some odd days a year he would say kurt wilson stealing home and somebody said that off the eight yeah. center chat line uh clint's answer yesterday was um uh complete game against west virginia i can't remember which pitcher it was uh but that was his answer just because that was a time in the baseball season where things were getting a little squirrely and you needed to kind of get a series win there um but yeah, there, there's more. It, it, that was a fun exercise to me to kind of think about because there have been some good performances. Kurt Wilson, hands down, from somebody else. If if I said or once somebody said, Josh, it's Jace. I, I understand that. I, yeah, you know. I, I figured. Yes. Yeah. The uh, I wanted a defensive performance from the football team that I was looking, but it, the good defensive performances there wasn't necessarily like like. Maybe Tyree Wilson in the bowl game, mm-hmm. but the thing is, is you would have had to watch that game to know. Is he only? I think he only had a sack and a half, two sacks, which I mean, that's a that's an incredible number. But his impact on that game was ridiculous. Somebody brings up Car- Parker Kelly. Uh, Bobby Hot Dogs does. He says, "I know it was against Merrimack." Um, but, oh right, yeah. But the two yeah. grand slams, yeah, that's that's a in good the one. same games is still impressive. Yep, very, yeah. very. That's a really yeah. good one. Um, it, going to the Kurt Wilson thing, I I don't disagree with either of those two moments, but that's two different games. Yeah, we're talking an individual performance in an individual game, right? That's yeah. Vivian Gray. Uh, here's one from the Oklahoma game, playing in Norman. Uh, she had 35, 12 of 24 from the field, nine of 12 from the free throw line, seven rebounds. But Taylor Thomas had a double double that night, 22 and 13 rebounds, eight of 14 from the field, and had a couple of assists. So yeah. there's a couple of a couple of Lady Raider performances for you that I uh, uh, somebody says the Morris complete game. That's the one Clint said. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Racer twenty six reports Ponce and John running radar South Loop two eighty nine westbound <laughs> between Quaker and Slide. <laughs> Boom, they're there all the time. Racer twenty six. He's a guy that I mean he races. He races. Okay, uh-huh. and uh, he races. His side gig. 
and then uh, he he gets caught occasionally. So <laughs> right. appreciate Naturally. the uh, the work. And keep in mind, today's the twenty eighth. Um, so end Here of month. Big, Here's another conspiracy yes, he believes say, in. Yes, Big yes. sales meeting probably uh, has already <laughs> taken place uh, downtown at headquarters. Right. And, uh, you know, it used to be when uh, we were at uh, 98th and University, I'd drive through uh, the uh, stoplight there at 98th and Indiana at about 540, and there would always be a covey of them. Um, <laughs> I think that was the meeting after the meeting. Group, right. You know. Yes. Uh, that, was, that was getting there. And by the way, the chief of police, uh, numerous ones, have signed off on my Ponch and John reports. Oh, okay. They've good. approved them. Good. Um, nobody I don't believed. know if they approve that they think that they specifically look for people at the end of the month, but they approve the Ponch and John report. <laughs> right. They approve the John because they want people to slow down. Yeah, of course. Whatever, whatever you, works. Whatever works, yeah. right? Right. Whatever works. So, again, it's uh, morning drive approved. I'm just saying I see cops all the time on the roads. Right. <laughs> All the time. It's not just at the end of the month. And uh, McNamara is a, a Ray Guy Award uh, nominee, and I hated Ray Guy. He was he was a, a punter for the Raiders. Oh, yeah. I mean, he, he was the consummate Raider, too, because the Raiders in those days, they all looked mean and nasty, you know? Yeah. And he, and he fit the bill. He had the single bar uh, yeah. helmet, oh, yeah. okay? Yeah. War number eight. And, and, I mean, he defined Coffin Corner. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. He's there. He deserves to have an award named after him, but I hated him. Yep, there is a reason the award is named after him. Yeah. yeah. If he had been on any other team, would you hate him? I I hate the Raiders. I, that why I asked the question. <laughs> if he had been on any other team, if he had been on Seattle mm, or if he yeah. had been on yeah. New York, either New York team, would you hate him? Probably not as much. Sign of respect for him being on the Raiders. Yeah, sign of respect. Chuck, there's a big world out there outside of Lady Raider basketball. I know. <laughs> I was just trying to point out a couple of performances and trying to be just a little bit different. I was wondering okay. if there was like a tennis or a soccer or Still just the softball. same old stuff here. Yeah. Somebody does point out, and this is good, um, Adonis Arms dunk against uh, Baylor in Waco. Momentum change and we win. That, yeah. That was a huge play, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah I, we could not get a bucket at all i mean like the things were going down the drain for sure i'll just say this for the for that that guy right there that guy right there there will be a day when we're headed to the final four we're going to play for a national championship and he's going to want tickets and i'm going to say <laughs> no because there's a big old world out there outside of lady raider basketball all right i like it i like it i just hope i'm there to see it yeah <laughs> yeah because i've sure endured an awful yes. lot of punishment yes you have so feel like a feel like I deserve to be a part yep. of it. Uh, what about when Chuck was going to fight Vic Schaefer, the uh, coach <laughs> of Texas? I wasn't going to fight him. I was just down there observing. Right, of course. I was, uh, I was being a reporter. Yes. I was down there to kind of see what was going on. That's my part of my duties. Keep Mark Finkner apprised of uh, situations. Uh, Punch and John, I-27 and 34th Street. Okay? Uh-huh. Clearly, the sales meeting has ended. All right? <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. Be careful out there. It's 740. Boom, boom, boom is next. Recapping yesterday while looking ahead to today's sports day. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Time for the boom, boom, boom. I will go first this morning. Uh, How about this? I saw this in the Dallas Morning News last night. Former Red Raider and a number one draft pick. Josh Young has been cleared to play 
third base and could be playing hey. within the next week. I like that. The uh, Dallas Morning News reporting that he will return to a professional lineup today. He could return to playing third base next week. So could he make a major league debut by the end of the season? He underwent surgery in February to repair a torn labrum in his left shoulder. Uh, this was a weightlifting accident. Mm-hmm. And so there was uh, some expectation that he was going to uh, be able to do play DH. But uh, the Rangers director of baseball operations, Paul Kruger, said uh, this. He's really pushed the limits on what he can do. He has really worked hard. Uh, Young saying from Surprise, Arizona, to the Dallas Morning News, I am prepared to play every facet of the game. I feel like I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I can't wait to get back to competing. He was their top draft pick in 2019 and is considered to be their best prospect in the minor league system. I mean, good God, if he's ready, uh, as bad as this team is playing, um, when he's ready to, you know, when he's kind of in, quote, baseball shape, so yeah. to speak, you know, or game game shape, uh, bring him up. Let's see what he can do. Yeah, that would be awesome. It would kind of add something to look forward to mm-hmm. with this season that's going down the drain. Uh, my, I found this interesting. Uh, Commanders, now Washington Commanders owner Dan Snyder, is going to testify before a congressional committee in a private deposition. So they were finally able to track him down and get him off his yacht in order to, to question what him. What a scumbag. Yeah, I'm always interested in stories like this because, you know, the owners obviously run the league. And so it does take a an, an incredible amount of nefarious actions in order for something like this to happen. So, you know, there's probably even more than we don't know about. But what we do know about is he sounds like an awful guy. And he's not even good at what he does, which seems to be a right. theme of all these <laughs> all these owners who... It's like if you're going to be despicable, at right, least be good, yeah, right? Yeah, he, he's taken once like... like a proud franchise, even no though like, I don't like them. Like I'm, I'm a Cowboys fan, but it was sure. nice when they were good, just because those games were good. Yeah, and he's taken in a, a, a good franchise and just kind of turned them. But my turned goodness, them they have not been relevant for so long. Oh yeah, I mean, there's, you know. yeah, there's there was video of their stadium literally lo- leaking crap. <laughs> you know, last season from the sewage. So he wants a new stadium. Yeah, I mean, it's it's everything you hear about that guy is just gross, and so it'll be interesting to see if anything comes of that deposition. Uh, Rangers have moved south on the West Coast down to Los Angeles. They'll take on the Angels tonight at the Big A. Okay? Again, That'll be tonight. new. He doesn't know. The Big A. <laughs> the Big A was the name of the stadium. Okay. They're the Big A. Like, their, their scoreboard right. was the Big yeah, A. Okay. okay, like yeah. we have the double T scoreboard. Right. Okay. And they moved their Big A to the parking lot. And Eric Nadell will refer to it tonight as... <laughs> Speaking to you from the Big A in Anaheim, Eric Nadell, <laughs> along with Matt Hicks. Uh, they'll be on the air tonight at 8, and first pitch at about 8.30 or so tonight. I uh, I saw the Big Ten, you know, all, all of this realignment and everything is all about TV rights, media rights. And so the I saw the Big Ten's media rights deal should be complete in the next few weeks. Um, so it'll be, you know, 2023 and beyond will be you know fox sports president mark silverman said was the one it's his quote in the next few weeks um he would be surprised if it goes to labor day and so it'll be interesting to see 
Now, here's the deal. Will they add four more teams between now and then? Yeah, it does look like that's – which it never made sense to me why they stopped at UCA, USC and UCLA. It never made sense why Washington, Oregon, Cal, Stanford weren't right in with that group. And so um, that you would think that if this is going to be done imminently, so will any additions. So yeah. that's that's kind of why I'm following that closely. So if, if you're kind of looking at it from a conspiracy standpoint, the addition of California would be done to appease the California regents and the mm-hmm. governor, right. right? Yeah. And then Stanford probably makes sense from an academic standpoint. And then Oregon uh, makes sense, you know, basically from a football brand standpoint. Yeah, yeah, and, and Phil Knight and Nike standpoint. Sure, yeah. sure. So is that four? California, Stanford, Oregon, and who was the other one? Washington. Washington, mm-hmm. which makes sense. Yep. And that'd be the end of that. Yeah, you would think. And, and then, then following pretty quickly, then would be probably Arizona, yep. Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, Utah coming to the Big 12. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Okay. And then the Big 12 would be probably the third conference way behind the Big 10 mm-hmm. and the SEC. Yeah, right? but at least they'd A be A solid one. third. <laughs> yeah, yeah right. exactly. Well, would they? I think it's close between them and the ACC at that point. But Just you because had, they but have Clemson, Florida State, Miami, which the, those big – brand schools are kind of what run the conferences so that would be the that would be the knock the the big 12 might be deeper more fun Mm -hmm. to watch but they don't have the top end that's a boom 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 this morning on lubbock sports station double t 97.3 you can continue to participate in this fine radio program on the yates flooring center chat line go to the double t 97.3 mobile app presented by happy state bank uh, washed up guy uh taylor is our senior advisor okay Okay? Okay. senior advisor to the milk to the morning right It's a non-paid uh, honorary position <laughs> of course, that I've bestowed naturally. upon him. Yes, he says I'm not familiar with Taylor. Did I hear earlier that he coached quarterbacks somewhere at some point? I have coached quarterbacks. Yes, okay. I've yeah. I uh, my last coaching job, I was the offensive coordinator at a three uh, A school outside of Bryan College Station. I coached quarterbacks the first year, and then we talked about uh, how it's difficult to hire coaches now, and so we couldn't find an O line coach. So I. I went over to O-line, and, but I've coached every position on the offense, yes. Uh, Clay is listening in from Duda this morning. That's Wichita. He said, I almost texted in a Punch and John report from Wichita yesterday. So they probably <laughs> It was probably on Kellogg. Kellogg is the one of the big thoroughfares that goes through that city. Ah, uh, okay. Came. Okay. Came. I, I'm not familiar. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember this, the street that goes like there's a in Arkansas in Little Rock. There's like a name of a street that go it's like every corner has this street name and I, i'll i'll it escapes me it's in the back of my head I'll, <laughs> right you'll I'll, find I'll, it I'll, I'll find it at some, <laughs> yes. at some point in time this morning uh somebody says this taylor what's up bro one of your buddies <laughs> no that's a uh <laughs> i got mad at somebody calling me bro on the chat line on tuesday um... it was it went to my cowboys rant and they said they called me bro, and I said, first off, don't call me bro. Okay. <laughs> and so, yes, okay. Clint yesterday called me bro about a hundred times. Okay. <laughs> yes. Clint can be like that. <laughs> yes, he can. Did it you was... put him in his place? <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed it. I knew it was coming. Yeah, it was fair. I mean, Clint's from a podunk town in the in southwestern <laughs> Kansas, so, I mean, he really has no skin in the game. No, he does not, but I appreciated okay. the effort. Doesn't come from the metropolitan area of any kind. Okay. <laughs> so. And it shows. It does show, yeah. It does show. So, make sure that you uh, hit in between the eyes. Nothing I love more than Jayhawk on Jayhawk violence. Right <laughs> he didn't go to school there. He's just a fan. Here we Jayhawk go. Jayhawk on Jayhawk yeah, violence. Round one. That's the, um, I mean, arrogance and snobbery that you get from people that graduated from that university. That's right. 
which would include me, future right? Big Ten member. You know, if they had any symbol, if they had <laughs> any semblance of a football program, they would be in the Big Ten. Yeah, that's probably. And I, I would, you know, from my standpoint, just me personally, I would love it. I mean, it'd be like go. So you're, just, but Kansas State wouldn't go. So you'd lose that. Is that? I important? don't care. Okay. I don't care. Yeah. See, I don't care. People like you, you're the problem. I don't care. I mean, <laughs> there's. There's only one school in that state that really matters. So. Oh man, <laughs> okay. there's nobody even here to argue with them. No, no, no wildcat to defend themselves. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's all kinds of. There's they'll come back with a Ewa, you know, every yes. man a wildcat stuff, which is a bunch of BS. But anyway, seven fifty four this morning. Somebody says this. We keep getting pushed down the Big Twelve. Well, you know, I I guess. Just look at look at the state capital. That's that's the school you have to blame for mm-hmm. for a lot of this. You know everything. For, you know when you you want to go back to you yeah. know A and M yes. and Missouri leaving. Yep. Point right at the Longhorn Network. Point right at ESPN. Yes. And if they, they were, had yeah. if they had figured out a better way to do that, then the, the, think about this. Let's just think about this just for a second. If the Longhorn Network is not the Longhorn Network and it's a Big Twelve network, right? Okay. And that money is split up amongst all the schools. Okay, then A and M has no reason to leave to go to the SEC. They wouldn't have, and neither does Missouri. They wouldn't. Okay, have. and so then Oklahoma and Texas are going to stay. Nebraska and Colorado. Probably you might stay. be able to make a case that the Big Twelve, at this point in time, with those schools, would be number two behind the SEC. Yeah. Yep. Any any problem with the Big Twelve, you can point to there. The conference is catering to those people in Austin, and it's backfired at every turn. You cater to them for years, and then the moment they find a better deal, they forget all about the catering, and yeah. they are out of there. Yeah, but I mean, you think about that just for a second. If the old ifs and buts for candy and nuts, we'd all have a merry Christmas. Yeah, you've been listening to the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three. For more from Lubbock Sports Station, go to double T 973com